Work it just a little bit. And so the thought of letting that life go was terrifying, debilitating, paralyzing. Welcome to the Reclaiming Purpose podcast with me, your girl, your hostess with the mostess, and the founder of You Are Into It, Dana Lisa. Join me weekly here for wisdom drops on all things intuition. My methodology is the D3 method, and it teaches you how to discover your own joy GPS and reclaim your intuition, then decondition old people-pleasing or analysis paralysis so that you can transform on a belief level in your unconscious mind, and lastly, how to take deliberate aligned action and find liberation and fulfillment in all aspects of your life, including relationships, love, money, and career. My process uses a blend of human design, neuro-linguistic programming, and my own intuitive gifts to help you in reclaiming purpose in your life. Hello, hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back. I took a couple week hiatus from the podcast, so it feels good to be back here with you guys. And I've been on like a death portal for (laughs) about a year now where my life has just kind of been coming undone as I knew it. Everything that I had created has evolved and changed. I have had to realize new desires that it is that I have for myself and for my life that I didn't think were going to be things that I ever wanted. And I've had to let go of a lot of what I created that was really good in order to create space to receive what's going to be great. And that's been really scary for me. It's been a process. So I wanted to come on here and share my story and what I've been going through so that you guys who have resonance, who are also in this unbecoming, are in this place where your life might feel, you know, like it's kind of falling apart and everything that's worked before isn't working anymore. And it's kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what? when is this going to end? How long do I have to do this for? Like, what? what's going to be the best way for me to move forward? And you're wanting to, like, get out. There's this sensation of just wanting to, like, get out on the other side. And I understand that sensation, that sensation of just, like, wanting to know when it's going to end, wanting to know how you can get to the other side and not wanting to sit in this place that feels so uncomfortable. Like the unraveling of our life feels really uncomfortable. So for me, how this looked was it was only, you know, six years ago that I left my home of 10 years. I'd been living in the same home town of Kelowna, British Columbia in Canada for 10 years. And I had already been with my partner at the time for many years. We were married and my life was very unhappy. And I kind of had this feeling because I didn't know better yet at this point that if I just moved somewhere new, I would be able to start over and life would be good. (laughs) I thought, that'll get rid of all my baggage, right? 
getting rid of almost everything I own. That'll get rid of my baggage. But I learned very quickly when I moved to the Cayman Islands with my ex-partner that all of my problems were just amplified. That if anything, getting rid of old coping mechanisms and old comforts really threw me into the fire of a spiritual awakening. Previous to that, I had always been an atheist. I had always, you know, not believed in God and just didn't really have any spiritual practice. I never prayed. I never talked to God. I never understood the world of meditation or manifestation. And I had been denying my deep feelings of dissatisfaction, unfulfillment for years, my whole life, basically. I didn't know anything else. I just figured, you know, what I was taught, that you work to make money and you just live a mediocre existence. And if you have, you know, little bursts of happiness, then that's good enough. And work isn't supposed to be fun. And, you know, life sucks sometimes. Like, that's it. I read this quote recently. It was so fucking funny. It was like, um, life's like a dick. It's going to be hard, but not for long. So enjoy the ride. (laughs) Something like that. It's fucking funny. (laughs) I love that. And that's kind of, you know, how I lived my life (laughs) by that, by that phrase. And I went through a really dramatic, dramatic couple of years living in the Cayman Islands where I was heavily drinking. I had crippling social anxiety. Like I didn't want to leave my house. Food was my coping mechanism. I was gaining so much weight and I was just ordering in and eating burgers and watching Netflix and like didn't want to leave my house and just had a couple of friends that were in really codependent relationships with and was super toxic. And yeah, I was just really unhappy. And from the outside looking in, I remember thinking like, well, my life looks so fucking good. Like, poor me, I'm living in the Caribbean and I have this handsome husband who's taking care of me. And yeah, like I'm partying and it's supposed to be fun. Like, why isn't it fun? (laughs) And who am I supposed to ask for empathy? Because like I broke free of, you know, my past being in my job and waking up to an alarm and like having this misery. And so like, who's going to have empathy for me? And for the first year that I was there, I was a chef and it was literally the worst job that I've ever had. (laughs) And so grateful for it. Now, of course, because how horrible it was is what catalyzed me into becoming an entrepreneur. And if I hadn't had that fucking horrible experience, I would probably, you know, have coasted a little bit longer. <laughs> I Maybe even forever. Like, who knows? I don't know. So I'm sure there's a timeline in this lifetime where things were good enough for me for a long enough period of time that I never self-actualized. <laughs> But that wasn't this timeline. So I was miserable. I had like stress rashes all over my body. My work environment was like walking on eggshells all of the time. I had gained a bunch of weight. Like I said, I was been shrinking. Like it was horrible. And thankfully, my ex-partner was extremely supportive and was like, why don't you quit? Like, don't do this to yourself. 
And so I did. I quit my job and was loosey goosey. Like, what? What am I gonna do? Like, what's next? Like, what's happening? Like, whoa! <laughs> this was my first kind of like massive death portal. I won't say it was my first one ever, but this was the biggest one. Like this was like, whoa. And I had gone to school for business and psychology and I took culinary arts and got my certification to be a chef because I had like a gap year. And then when I moved to the Cayman Islands, it was the easiest industry for me to get a job in because of the regulations there around needing to be certified in order to work as an expat and just a bunch of other stuff around that realm. And it still wasn't easy. It took me, I think, four or five months to land that job when I first got there. So then I was like wanting to do something with this business and the psychology but I was feeling like I have a greater purpose than this. Like this was kind of when I first started to have the inkling of like, there's more to life than sacrificing myself just to make a dollar. Like there's more to life than only being able to trade my time for money. Like there's more to life than everything that I've ever known to be true before. Like there's gotta be more than this. And that was kind of when I first started to have that feeling So my worth was so interconnected for me in my unconscious mind with my ability to make money, my ability to, you know, be productive, be valuable. So I was like trying to figure out how I was going to do that. And I started to look at my skill sets and I was like, well, what can I use right now to like make a bit of extra side cash? And I thought about writing. I've always been an amazing writer. So... I started freelance writing online and this is where my entrepreneurial journey started. And you guys may have heard me tell this story before. I'm not going to like go into the whole story of becoming an entrepreneur to where I am today because my point is that first death portal led to the rebirth of me becoming an entrepreneur me having my life fall apart as I know it, right? Like I ended up ultimately losing my job, losing my marriage, losing my sense of identity, losing most of my friend circle, like everything kind of, not kind of, everything did (laughs) literally explode and fall apart in order for me to be reborn as this, this woman who actually understood that she has a purpose in this world and that she's here to make a difference and that there's work to be done that's actually aligned with my soul. So, you know, that's a far cry from where I was a year ago, which, you know, myself six years ago, if she had seen the life that I had about a year ago, she would have, you know, been freaking mind blown. She would have been like, what? Like, you created an online business. You moved to Bali. You're a nomad. Everything you own fits in a suitcase. You have a super cute dog. You have a handsome entrepreneurial partner. Like, life is good. Life is gravy. And yet, where I was about a year ago, I I was starting to enter another death portal another massive 
apocalyptic. <laughs> Everything is breaking down. Everything that's working isn't working anymore. <laughs> Cycle. And I was clinging just like I did, you know, six years ago. I was clinging to everything that I had that was good enough because I was so scared that if I let it go, I wasn't going to be able to create something better than that. It was something that I had worked so hard to create. Like I worked so hard to create the life that I was living. And so the thought of letting that life go was terrifying, debilitating, paralyzing. And I was in paralysis. I was in paralysis in the sense that I wasn't being honest with myself. I wasn't actually, you know, sitting with myself and, and owning like my relationship is not working. My business is not working. My marketing isn't working. My practices and relationship with myself aren't working. Like there's not growth here. Like things are stagnating and it's because there's something more calling me. There's something bigger. There's something better that wants me to come home and admit and own it. And I'm not claiming it. And because I'm not claiming it, everything is stagnating. And well, there's so many ones right now. Like I just looked at my dashboard for my recording software and it's like one hour, one minute and 11 seconds, point one zero eight. <laughs> so cool. So I had to let go, but I didn't want to. And I was clinging to everything that wasn't working anymore, hoping that it would just sort itself out and knowing it's not going to fucking sort itself out. <laughs> Knowing that I was entering into this place where like everything was about to fall apart. I could feel it energetically happening. And then another huge catalyst event happened for me where I had been in Indonesia for a couple of years. I had started a company there with my partner and the world was like in chaos, but life had been quite good there for me. I was in this beautiful bubble that I recognized was such a privilege where my life was quite good for the years of 2020 and 2021. And my family decided to come and join me in Indonesia. So we got their visas sorted. They sold their home. They packed up everything they owned. They got their plane tickets. Like everything was good to go. And literally the day that they flew on the second leg of their flight, the airline turned them away and said, Indonesia just went into an emergency lockdown last night and your visas are no longer valid. And so I received the call at like four in the morning of my parents saying, you know, we can't get there. What are we going to do? And obviously very traumatic event for them. And on my end, I'm like, what am I going to do? Am I going to stay here? I haven't seen my family for two years. The country just went into an emergency lockdown. Like, what do I want to do? And my partner and I, we decided to leave. And we put my beautiful dog, Luna, into a doggy daycare. And we packed up all of our belongings. We got a refund for the deposit on this villa that we had locked in for a few months. And 
I had to use that money because my business was falling apart at this time. So I had to use that money to buy my plane ticket to get to Costa Rica to go see my family. And literally, I felt my life imploding all around me. I was like, oh my God, like this was one of the last things that was, you know, stable and certain was my life here. And now that's gone too. And then as we started journeying and going on this journey of traveling together and meeting each other's families, my partner and I's relationship was falling apart even more. And I was clinging to it even harder because I was like, I don't want to let this go. Like, I'm so, I'm just not on stable ground. I'm not on steady ground right now. Like everything's falling apart. And again, I found myself trying to cling to everything that had, you know, been good enough when I knew there, there was so much better available to me. It shouldn't feel this hard. It shouldn't be this stressful. It shouldn't feel so sticky and stagnant and not working. There's better ways. And yet I'm so scared to let all of this go because I don't really believe in myself to create something even better. And that was happening in every area. That was happening in my relationships with friends, with family, with my business, with my relationship with my partner, my money situation, like in every area. And it ultimately led to me sleeping on an air mattress in my parents' living room in their two-bedroom apartment with my entire adult family (laughs) in this one little tiny space, me not having any savings left, any money, owing my family money, my business not working, my relationship ending, literally rock bottom, another rock bottom. And I knew in that moment when all my old patterns, all my old coping mechanisms were coming back, like I started drinking again. I started dating people who were not like in alignment with the true integrity of what I wanted. I was having like body and yoni problems. I was like UTIs and yeast infections. I was gaining weight again. I was feeling really depressed. I was feeling anxious. I was experiencing anxiety again. I didn't have any personal space. Like I just was really struggling. And I knew in that moment, because I've been through this before, a couple of times on really big scale and a several, many, many, many times on littler scales, that the best way to move through this energetic death of who I had been before and everything that I thought I wanted was going to require radical self-acceptance, radical willingness to say, I got to let it all go. I got to let it all go. (laughs) And I got to love myself right now in this version of me who is in her worst state possible. Like I have to love this part of me. I can't just love myself when things are going according to plan and everything is working. I got to love this version of me right now, right here too. And so I did. I let her be self-destructive a little bit. (laughs) I let her be angry and sad and frustrated. And I let her grieve and I let her rage and I let it all come to the surface to be seen, to be loved, to be held, and to be accepted. And I manifested, as I always do, 
miracles because that's my natural state of being when I love and accept myself for exactly where I'm at and I lean into the infinite potentialities and this is your natural state of being too. Like if you're here listening to this, like you are literally made of miracles. It is your natural state of being to be able to attract miracles in any single moment. And the biggest lie is that we need to try to control or understand the unfolding. And we literally can't, like our tiny little human brains can't possibly conceive the things that are available to us, the opportunities that are available to us, the relationships that are available to us, the money that is available to us. And the us trying to control the flow only puts limitations on us and has us surrounded by things that aren't truly serving or fulfilling our highest potential. And when I really let go and I created space and I let myself shed and I let myself grieve and I let myself rage and I let myself let go of the the Bali dream that I had achieved and created that wasn't actually my ultimate highest purpose or where I was supposed to be. And I let myself just let that dream die and let myself realize like I did it and it's okay that it's not everything I wanted and it's okay that I want even more and it's okay that I find myself in this situation right now of you know despair and financial ruin and not a good relationship and like all of this is okay that's when things started to get momentum out of the cave, get momentum out of the hole that I had kind of created for myself. So the first thing that happened is I received money. I had a random, so like I had been trying to sell and launch a program. Okay. Like, don't get me wrong. (laughs) I had been trying and it wasn't working because the, what I was trying to sell was not in alignment with where I was at. It was not what I was the living embodiment of at that time. And it was, you know, like money and business program. And I had someone come to me and it was from like a two-year-old YouTube video, not from like my marketing that I had been putting so much work and effort into on social media, but from like a two-year-old YouTube video that she found via like searching specific keywords because I do have strategy. (laughs) And she was like, I want to work with you one-on-one. And we ultimately ended up signing one-on-one and she paid in full. And as soon as I got that money, I was like, I'm out of here. Like, I got to get myself out of here. Like, I know that step one is leaving this environment and just like breathing and continuing to process everything that I'm feeling. And so I did. I went to Mexico and I saw friends. And that, that decision was not well-received by some of the people in my life, but I knew it was what I needed to do. And so I did it anyways. I held my ground and I was like, this is what needs to happen right now. And I ended up like, of course, crazy synchronicities happened. Like for example, I landed the first week and I was in Cancun and I was going to be going to Puerto Escondido to visit um, another friend of mine. And Within like three days of being in Mexico, my friend who was in Puerto Escondido, who I was going to be going to live with, called me and said, oh my gosh, I just ran into your ex-boyfriend on the beach. (laughs) I was like, of all the places in the fucking world for this man to be in the town where I'm going to be. And I was like, well, okay. You know, I thought, of course, there was a thought of like, should I even go? I don't want to run into him. 
but there was also my higher self being like, well, if you're going to run into him, you're going to run into him and it's because it's meant to be because you're meant to deal with the things that are coming up for you at just the thought of running into him. This needs to be healed. And I was like, okay. So I went and I did run into him and we did have hard conversations and I did experience a lot of emotions and a lot of things that came up for me and it was so healing it was so nourishing for my soul and it had to happen. That's just one synchronicity. I had another person come pay me in full for one-on-one and from YouTube, I had my friend ask me to extend my visa and be here for her wild at-home free birth. And I did. I got to experience birth and I got to enter into this portal of like, understanding women's bodies in a way that I've never understood them and witnessing someone through their process and being a space holder in a way that I've never been a space holder before, like so much. And it's been a beautiful ride. Like so much has happened here in Mexico over the last six months. It feels like a lifetime. It has been a lifetime here. And that's, you know, how I operate. Like I'm only 31, but when I tell my life story. People are like, what? Like, how have you done so much in like such a short period of time? And it's, that's just how I roll. Like, and you can do that too. Like you are capable of literally quantum leaping through timelines by playing with the energetics of literally what I'm talking about here, letting go of what is mediocre, good. Maybe it's the dream that you had just six months ago or a year ago or five years ago or whatever. And it's here. And you also are being called to more. There's also more that you're ready for. And when we learn to move with grace and we learn to let go and create that space faster, and we learn to grieve and process and release quicker, the more we invite in what is great and what is of the highest service to us faster. So I have finally come to a place where this, you know, Bali nomad identity, this minimalism nomad identity is dying. She's, I'm grieving her. I'm letting her go. I'm letting her rest in peace. And I'm stepping into a new identity, a new version of myself that has very different desires than I used to have. And I've made the really big decision to move to Austin, Texas and to ground and to sow roots and to be close to my family and to create community and to bring my dog from Indonesia to this side of the world. And that, even that one, that was a miracle that manifested. Like I wasn't supposed to be able to bring her to the States. Like the first time that I reached out to the company that's bringing her here, which was only like, I think six or seven months ago, they said like, no, and it was going to be this really long roundabout process. And we were going to have to maybe take her to Europe first and then like get different paperwork and quarantine her. And it was going to be like double the price. And it was just like so hectic. And I knocked on that door again. Like when I finally made the divisive decision of I am moving to Austin and I'm getting my dog to this side of the country. Like the first time I knocked on that door, I had wishy-washy energy. I wasn't sure if that's actually what I wanted. I hadn't actually like claimed like, yes, this is what I want. The second time I was sure I was like, this is what I fucking want. And I'm doing this come hell or high water. I don't care what the process is. I'm going to figure this out. There's going to be a way. And I am available to receive that way through whatever, whatever needs to happen. 
And it ended up being so easy. I knocked on the same door a second time and it opened and it was like, yeah, we can do this. It'll take three months. The CDC's changed their regulations. Like, no problem. Wow. Like, (sighs) and you know that the desires that it is that you have are in alignment and when they feel like a breath of fresh air to claim them, like they might be terrifying, but it's also like this weight gets lifted off your shoulders. Like making the decision to move to Austin and bring Luna over here and end my nomad chapter, like a weight lifted off my shoulders. I felt lighter immediately. And it was scary because it meant letting go of this identity and I didn't know the how and I I wasn't sure of like how it was going to unfold or what all the steps of the process were going to be or how I was going to afford certain things. But I was like, it doesn't fucking matter. I'm going to do it. And as soon as I made that decision, the house started to unveil itself to me. And I'm still in it. Like, babies, I'm still in it. (laughs) It's still all unfolding and unveiling. But I wanted to share it in real time because I know I'm not the only one going through this. This is collective. This rebirth process is collective right now. And I just wanted to remind you that like you're safe to be reborn. You're safe to let a past version of you die, including her desires and including the past vision that you maybe had that wasn't all that it was cut out to be that when you actually maybe achieved it or started achieving it, you realized like, oh, I, I actually want something else. Like there's more that I want than this. And you're safe to claim those new standards for yourself. I love you. I am beginning Rewild the Witch, July 5th. We begin live. It's currently priced at $1,111. Yes, there is a payment plan. On replay, it will be $2,222. So I highly recommend joining for the live experience at an amazing price point. And the way Mastermind is being reimagined right now, it's still on founding member pricing until July 5th. So it's $444 a month or $4,444 paid in full for the year. And that is literally access to every single program inside the You Are Intuit Mystery School. Anything I run live this year, all my workshops, all my templates, all my guides, like it is the all-inclusive portal of transformation to catalyze you into your most wise, wealthy, and wicked sexy year yet. And it has an incredible sisterhood and community that you're going to love, that you get to walk with. And we're going to have so much fucking fun. And I'm going to do a live event in Austin next year for The Way Mastermind as well. The pricing for that is changing on July 5th. So if you've wanted to walk with me in an intimate container and you want to be held through whatever it is that you're going through and you're ready. You're ready to make your daydreams a reality and to just step outside of this box of comfort because you know there's so much more for you. Then let's do that. The link for both will be in the show notes below. I'm sending you so much love. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day wherever you are in the world and I will talk to you so, so soon. All right, Intuits, that's all for this week, but I will catch you here on Reclaiming Purpose next week. And if you want more of this type of content, you can go check out the offers on youareintuit.com. The link is in the show notes. And for a chance to win a one-year subscription to all of our workshops and programs, go ahead and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that we can enter you into our quarterly draw. I will talk to you guys so soon and have an amazing rest of your day wherever you are in the world. Yeah.